Well, hello everyone. This is your host, Teresa Parker, and you have found Soup Pod. And as luck would have it, guess what, you guys? I got two guests. I got two guests in the studio. I'm kidding. I'm not in the studio. I'm in the house. But And you're going to hear extraneous noises. Don't worry about that stuff. So without further ado, I would like to introduce the friends that I brought today. And one of them is my wife, Jeanette Caldera. Say hi, Jeanette. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm happy to be here on Soup Pod. Woo! And drum roll. We have today one of the most prolific ghost hunters we have probably ever met in our whole entire life. One of them anyway. And because she's our good friend, she's the most important. Dawn Ferguson! Woo! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey. So listen, you guys, um, the gang is back together. You guys wouldn't believe this. We're actually ghost hunters from way the hell back. We've been doing this together for about 11 years. Um, we first met Don. I put out an ad. Um, I put it out, out an ad that said something like a meetup for ghost hunters, and she answered it. And she said, "You know, I've been looking for a team. I've been doing this stuff by myself for years since when, Don? 1979. Since 1979, uh, Don has been hunting them ghosts and finding them. <laughs> That's even better. It'd be terrible to hunt that long and never find them, but she's found them, and we found them with her actually. Um, so yeah, that's she came aboard, and the rest is kind of history. We've shot a lot of pilots, uh, TV shows, stuff like that, um, and we've got something cooking right now. And but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to talk about some scary shit, right? So, without further ado, hey Don, I I know I talked to you a little bit ago about some other stuff, but I want you to tell people about that house in Gilroy at about three o'clock in the morning. What happened to us there? Oh my gosh, there was so much that happened to us. Um, are you talking about when we got EVPs and it was actually in German? Yes, I'm talking about that. Oh my goodness, it, it was scary. I mean, I've been to a lot of places in my life. I've been blessed to be able to go all over the United States and over into Australia. Like where? Where have you been? Uh, Waverly Hill Sanitarium, Eastern State Penitentiary, um, Whispers Estates. The big three right there. Yeah, Queen Mary. Uh, you name it, um, I've been able... Because I've been blessed to be able to know and meet a lot of people in the paranormal fields. And I still am friends with a lot of them. And it was it was great. Um, the reason why we can be here with Don today in the flesh is because, can I say it, Don? Sure. Don's had COVID. She's come out the other side. Um, sadly, you know, many people don't, and we, we pray for them every day and their families, and I don't want to get too, um, sad about it, but Don didn't go anywhere. She's kicking real good, and, uh, she, she's, she, <laughs> she, I'm here. Yeah, last <laughs> night we did a ghost hunt here at the house, and that, I'm going to save that for later. Maybe I'll put it in with, um, we've got some crazy, crazy stuff that happened last night. But anyway, Don, so what I wanted to get to was that moment in time when it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and you were telling a story. And I remember very distinctly you said, yeah, we were cutting up, and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and somebody put 
Cheetos in somebody else's nostrils. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we were laughing when it... Yeah, we yeah. were laughing. And she was just recalling a story that she had... Something that had happened long prior. And we were cutting up. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. The bewitching hour, right, for ghosts. Yeah. And the weird part about it was, was we, of course, don't hear... EVPs you do not hear with your ears. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an EVP. It would just be a disembodied voice that you heard with your, your ears. An EVP is something that you do not hear with your uh, ears, and you you catch it on some sort of electronic device. And in this case, it was on a Super 8, I think, uh, back in the day we used. Super 8, or or it was the, uh, the Sony, the little digital Sony uh, video camera. But we had video cameras going opposing uh, sides of a, a stair landing, uh, stairs up to a landing. And that's where this ghost had been seen. So then... Um... We were in the bedroom. Remember, we were in the bedroom. I was sitting in a chair, catty corner from this gigantic vanity mirror. Teresa was sitting on the bed. When I did review... That's me, T. Yeah, sorry, T. Um, when I started doing review, there was a solid black mass in the mirror. So we tried to debunk it. I was trying... Well, maybe that's T. No, because T was over here on the bed. This thing was darker than dark. And it was a perfect outline of a head, shoulders, and upper torso. It, it was really cool. It uh, almost reminded me of a woman with a bonnet on her head or something like that. Because the way it was so round. But this was, we're mixing stories. The first story with the, um, the, the uh, EVP turned out to be, we think, everybody's told us that knows German, that it's German. And we later found out the name of the person and his wife, and we got EVPs from her too. But what she's saying is at the top of that landing was the master bedroom. Correct. Big, big bedroom, gorgeous bedroom. The way Dawn took the pictures was in dark, right? Correct. And, okay. And I was facing a catty corner from the mirror because you get a lot of good pictures. If you do catty corner into mirrors, you'll get a lot of apparitions a lot of times. And that's what I was doing. So she took the picture in total darkness, and there was this outline. And to this day, we don't know what it was, but it wasn't in the room. Um, there was nothing behind it that could have been a part of it. And Jay, I'd like you to tell him about your story with the wife of the man, of the German man that we got from. Tell him, you did an EVP. Yeah, well, we were all sitting, I remember we're all sitting around the table where kind of like the library headquarters oh. was like we had all the equipment and all of that and then something told me that I should go in this one it was kind of a little sitting room off it was a library kitchen. I think. was it a library yeah <clears throat> and then so I went in there and then Terry came in because I shouldn't be by myself when we're ghost hunting and <laughs> I said uh can you can you can you tell us your name we were doing EVPs and I said can you tell us your name and then later, when we listen back, what did it, you say it perfect when it says... She says, to say it, do the So EVP. can I say, oh, oh, can you tell us your name? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I think she, no, that. no, it she was, says, do it again. Can you tell us your name? Betty. Yeah. And then yeah. she, Jay says it a little... Uh, well, no, I asked it a question that said yes. And then I said, tell us your name, and then it said Betty. And you asked again, and the person says, Betty. Betty like, like, didn't you hear me? Emphatic, yeah, yes. a little more emphatic. And then she says, can you, can you touch, can you touch? Oh, can you touch me? Can you touch me? And the person goes, yeah. 
Yeah. Not, not <laughs> will you touch me, but. Yeah, I should have said touch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that place was um, so incredibly haunted. Um, and it was, I told the owners when we left, I said, look, this but is important that, to know. Tell, tell the, the Betty, though, how do we, there really was a Betty that lived there. Yeah, okay. So how we found out that her name was uh, later on that, that it connected to the people that we thought it was, um, I did a search later on, and strangely, and I've never been able to find it again through whatever the hell Googling I was doing at the time, but uh, I found out that there was a man that lived in this same area, exact area, named Oscar Holtzhauer. Whose, whose wife was Elizabeth. Well, short for Elizabeth back in the day was Bet Betty. Beth, that type of thing. And so, yeah, it lined up perfectly for us. And the clincher, and I'll get off of Gilroy, is um, the little boy was actually um, on the phone. Uh, the mom was on the phone with me after we left, and the little boy was looking up the stairs. That was the reason why we were there, because the little boy could see a person in the house, a ghost, mostly up the stairs, had something to do with the stairs for some reason. And, um, so the mom's on the phone with me and, and, and I'm like thrilled to death, right? Cause I'm on the phone with someone whose child can see ghosts. And so I actually have a Q and a with this boy through the mother, which was weird. So I asked her, I said, uh, you know, what's, uh, is, is he, he's seeing him out. Yeah. He's seeing him out. He's looking up there. Okay. Well, what's he look like? And the little boy goes, she says, Anthony, what's he look like? Builder Bob. Wow. This is all spontaneous, all right in the moment. And, um, and I go, what color is he? Anthony, what color is he? Green. Anthony, what's his name? Mother asks his name. The little boy says, Akar. What does that sound like to you, Oscar? So the mystery was solved after that, and we got to experience some of the most crazy things. In fact, there was no man in the house that first night. We got that German voice speaking, and it sounded like... It was a full sentence, full sentence, a little sloshy. You never get them really clear. I wish we had. We didn't, but... I told the folks, I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And she said, it did get worse because we stirred it up. But then I think a years later, they moved. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened at that point. But uh, yeah, so um, Don, myself, and Jay have just, we've been around. And um, Don, tell us when, tell us about that time you worked in that group home. That always got to me because that's a scary ass story. Tell it. Yeah, years ago um, in Indiana, I was uh, a nurse. Uh, I would be on work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I had a bedroom there, but it's lower functioning gentleman that lived in this home. It was late at night and I saw a full solid shadow on the wall and I was like, man, somebody is up. So I looked all around in the kitchen, went down the hallways, came back and that shadow was still on the wall. It I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman, but it was hunched over, and you could tell it was little. And I looked at it, and I said, you know, well, he ran down the wall real fast around the corner first. He, I guess he got tired of looking at my face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but when he went around the corner, I just said, I know you're here. Just don't jump out and say boo. 
Because that's what scares me. I can be in front of a ghost and I don't get scared, but when somebody jumps out from around a corner and boo, surprising, yeah, yeah. then yeah. I'll, I'll jump and yeah. <laughs> they don't really say boo, but they. they <laughs> but your heart goes boom. Yeah. Oh yes, it does. And the first day I was um, doing substitute, somebody did not show up at this group home. It wasn't my regular group home. Um, sat down on the couch, everybody was in bed, smoke alarm went off, just kept going off. Cause this, they couldn't never find out why, what happened to the alarm. It's like, I should have known then there was something there. I was a new person. They were going to play with me, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So it ran around it. And how about that time when you showed up, you told me the story where you showed up and it was running around the room and people were scared. Yes, this was uh, during broad daylight, as a matter of fact. And all the um, yeah, gentlemen th- were up and doing things, uh, staff. And it, I think it was probably the same shadow. And it was running around on all four walls in broad daylight. And there was one of the staff members shot out the door and she never came back. She quit the the same day so it was like it it didn't bother me but we took a lot of pictures and i had a lot of gentlemen that had down syndrome and it seemed like it focused around them they were on a treadmill that we had gotten and there was a full light apparition right next to him in these pictures so Hmm. i think it was just somebody there just to watch over them guardian angels maybe but only the way you're the way you're uh that brings me into another subject you know the way a person okay i can see things one way. We could all see the experience the exact same thing and we could see it the same way or we could see it completely different. Correct. So the fact that you see it little hunched over like a dark mass, somebody else could look at it and it could look light. Correct. It, it it's absolutely does not have to be look the same for two people to have seen the exact same thing. And for it to stay there for such a long period is what amazed me. Hmm. I have not witnessed that. Um, everything, every black mass, if you would say, or every every apparition I've ever seen has been transient in the moment. Like when I saw the dog coming in the door, mm-hmm. when the dog made its way in the door, it then just dissipated into the thin air. Just like the cat, Jay and I saw. Jay, tell people, I told the story, but it was didn't come from you. Tell them about the cat the other day. That was very interesting, what you were doing and how you saw that cat. Well, the thing that I saw, I was outside on the patio, and I was, I saw something. It was dark. Was it dark? Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, early evening. Um, and I, uh, I saw something move. I was looking in through the patio glass window and I thought I saw something move really quick and I thought it was our black cat because she sits there right by the patio glass looking out and then but it she ran really fast into the house so I started to go in the house and ask Terry like what's what's up with Billy what scared her but I turn and Billy's asleep on the cat tree outside with me so and we don't have any other animals that are dark like that all the other cats are lighter and so I came into the house and I told Terry what I just saw and it wasn't, so it wasn't a cat. It wasn't Billy. She was outside. And then that's when Terry told me she had seen something like 10 minutes earlier, the same type of thing, a black sort of mask to, that would move. What, what did it look like? For, to me, it looked like, this is kind of goofy, but you know the, the thought bubbles, kind of the, the action bubbles on cartoons where they're boom, like jagged, pow. boom, like that? It looked like that, only it was dark, it was black. 
but it was like jagged, like jagged edges. That is so weird because what I saw clearly, now maybe my mind made a cat out of it, but what I saw was long, had legs and a tail, and it was black. Only problem is it wasn't solid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see legs or a tail. I just assumed it was the cat because something dark moving fast, so I assumed it was our cat, but I didn't see legs or a tail. Or I found the, the, the emotional connection to animals. Um, I think, this is my own theory, that it makes me know when they're cats or dogs. I just know. Immediately, I know. Like when I saw the dog coming in the house, I call it a dog. It didn't look like a dog. It didn't look like anything but a black ribbon that dissipated into thin air. But it was a dog. We also seen, you seen an animal apparition at the bar when we were investigating. Yeah, dog as well. Yeah, at yeah. Bar. yeah, that was my... First and second apparition sightings ever, and they were both the same dog at two different times in the evening, and both of them, the dog ran right in front of my legs, like, to trip me, but it didn't because I was paying attention, and the first time I saw it, I actually had a light on it. The second time, it was only just a, a black mass. That's all I saw, but the first time I saw it, it looked, it was a, later on, somebody who was, we'll discuss this one on a different day, saw it, uh, with their eyes, that's what I was trying to say. He saw it as a full-bodied, completely in the flesh apparition, whereas all I saw was a blur of the same colors that he described, which were about four, three and a half, four feet off the ground. No, it wasn't four feet. Maybe three feet off the ground, if that, two and a half, three. Blurred, hit me in about the kneecaps. Blurred right in front of me, right to left, and it looked just like a, a, a tan chow chow. Yeah, and it was so real for him. He didn't think it was an apparition. He thought it was a real dog. Yeah, he went to it, reach for it. Yeah, yeah, until it disappeared. He 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 goes. Well, who's the dumbass that brought a dog to a, a ghost hunt? <laughs> he 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 got out of the car because it was cold. He was waiting his turn to come in. And <laughs> he got up to the to the uh, the stoop where the dog was out, which was right outside the door of the building we were in. Reached out his hand to touch the dog, and the dog evaporated. Because I had Sissy there, but she was in a pouch, a shoulder Sissy pouch. Sissy was a dog at that yeah. time. We were using for, um, it was Dawn's dog. She's since passed, but we were using her as a little uh, Geiger meter. Not Geiger, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> a little EMF meter or something. She would tell us. In fact, I remember one specific time we were in um, uh, Clovis, Clovis, California yeah. at the famous, um, what was the name of that place? The uh, Manor, Wolf Manor. Wolf oh, yeah, Manor. Wolf Manor. Wolf Manor, but that wasn't the original name, but that, that's what they called it when the new owner had it, Todd Wolf. And um, we got invited up to, to go, some, we shot a pilot up there. And uh, yeah, we were down, John, Don and I, Jay was monitoring um, our um, all, all sound from above at the keyboard. And uh, Don and I were down below in the, what they called a, uh, once upon a time it was used as a morgue only because it was in the, the um, basement. It was cool, clearly, down there, cool. And they had so many deaths that once this place was used as a tuberculosis uh, sanitar sanatorium. Correct. Yeah, so, so that's why they had bodies down there. So that's why we were down there checking things out. And I remember very distinctly, I didn't like that room. No, I, I, that's the room that I had to talk myself out of getting physically sick. I thought I was going to throw up twice when I went down there. 
it hit me both times that hard. Wow. And I remember on the walkie-talkies, you guys are like, stop making noise up there. Are you guys making noise? And we're like, we're not moving. We're not saying anything. Yeah. I asked a question, and I did it on purpose out so that people upstairs could hear what I was saying. And I said, who's, who's, making, that, who's making that sound? Who's making that noise? And we got an EVP, EVP that said, I am... It was a woman's voice. <laughs> Swear to God. I am. And then we got all these different voices. There were probably a couple of women, a man on there. It was mm-hmm. crazy. But I do remember very distinctly Sissy coming over and sitting on my lap. She wasn't my dog. <laughs> she was Don's dog. She was, she was scared. She said, come here. And she sat, crawled right up on my lap. And she said, I had my back against the wall because I was like, I'm not getting in the middle of the room. And then you left me, Don. <laughs> yeah. And they made me stand in there. And I was like, oh, hell no. I did not like that at all because it's pitch dark. You got to remember, it's pitch dark when you're in these places. The cameras can pick up everything and they can see you, but you can't see nothing else. And Sissy wasn't going to protect her because she was a chihuahua. She was less than two pounds. (laughs) She was a miniature little teacup thing. Yeah, I didn't feel sick in that room, but I felt really weird in that room. Just because it was so freaky. and It felt like there was a lot of people in there. Mm -hmm. Like when you're at a concert or something, you're elbow to elbow, and you get that kind of claustrophobic feeling. That's the way it felt down there, and you could be the only one down there. That's right. That's the way to do it. You could feel it when you walked in. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, Don. I don't know that I've ever heard the que- uh, heard the answer to this question. Um, what caused you to decide to get into the paranormal originally? Um, my grandfather was a hands-on healer in the church, uh, the old churches, you know. Yeah. Um, and my dad was a seer, and I was seeing things ever since I was a little kid. I was used to it. I thought everybody did it. I mean. When you're that young and you're seeing stuff all the time, you just think it's normal. Well, then I realized it wasn't normal because I would say things to people and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm a little different. (laughs) (laughs) So I just decided I just was interested. I wanted to know more about it. So I was young, you know, didn't know about equipment or anything because there really wasn't anything out there. So I started out with just regular compasses. I found uh, the first time my compass worked really well. The sheriff's son had killed his stepmom, mm. went out and hid her under a bunch of leaves under a tree by a cemetery. Well, they found the body, and we had gone out there in the forestry just to check it out. I was holding my compass underneath that tree where that body was, and it was going crazy, wow. just zooming. I mean, something that just cost me a couple dollars was perfect for that night. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And then you just... I just, I just kept on and um, have been doing it quite a bit in Indiana, different places like that. But then when I moved to California, um, I was lucky enough, of course, to meet you. And I had come across a few people in the paranormal field and then just started meeting a lot more people in the paranormal field, learning about equipment. Then I started teaching people how to use their equipment, flying to different places. And I just have never stopped. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's sort of how we kind of got all together was um, Don had already been doing it a long time and I was starting a group because I, to be quite honest, I just wanted to have some fun. And the more we did it, the more the questions came because once you've done it a little bit, you're like, oh, how did that happen? 
what? Because, <laughs> yeah, if you're really paying attention and you don't think everything's a ghost, you really truly give it your best to be discerning and, and debunk and things like Correct. that. You really can have a good time um, with experiences, and we've had a lot of them. Uh, we had a really cool, I think, experience at that graveyard. I thought that was really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You know, and then when we... Tell them, Jake. Tell, tell, the, tell the listeners about that one particular moment in time. We went out to a graveyard in California City, which is off the beaten path. And normally you wouldn't go to a place like that. But we went because... We were we just checking out the well, equipment. Yeah, just stuff. checking out the equipment. seeing. And we... Go ahead. Tell the story, Jay. Yeah, we were... We spent some time walking around, just you know, using the equipment and getting stuff. And then we and we were kind of spread out because there was like five or six of us, I think, that yeah. night. And then we ended up getting in a circle and holding hands, and we were trying to, you know, see if we could, you know, see if something would come to us. And somebody was talking. I can't remember who was walking us through it, but we were holding hands and we closed our eyes and we were talking to the spirit. Somebody was, and I got, the, I saw this picture in my mind. Of this woman, like those old-timey pictures when they were like... Cameo. Cameo, red ink, sort of. I saw this picture in my mind. And so when we stopped, I did the recorder and I said, who was that? Who did I just see? Um, And then when we listened later, we got an EVP, but we couldn't figure it out. And this is what I think is so interesting. As at the time, I think we had a website and Terry had posted the EVP on a website. Somebody saw that EVP, contacted you, listened to, contact you... And who was it? It was like, it was she said it was my, it was aunt. a name. It was her aunt or grandmother her aunt. or something was her like aunt. that. Yeah, it was her aunt. And, and that was her, it was her name. She had said it. And the, this person that contacted Terry recognized it. And so now that when you listen to the EVP and she says the name and you're like, I think that's what it says. So we went back to the cemetery and not too far from where we got that EVP, we found that woman's grave with that name on it. And did you have the picture? I can't remember, but it was her name. But it it was so interesting to this day, how that came about. Yeah, to this day, I kind of remember where it sat. We might yeah. be able to find it again. It's not a big cemetery whatsoever. It's not like a huge city cemetery or anything. And it's real small. Yeah, it's an old country cemetery. Yeah. So I it wasn't fenced in, and but it probably is now. But. As I recall, it was a three-word name. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember what the name was. Yeah, Hunter. Yes. Hunter was her last name or middle middle name, like married name was Hunter or middle name was her, yeah. her whatever was. Uh, it was like two last names, basically. It was like so-and-so something Hunter or something Hunter so-and-so, something like that. And when that gal said, that's my aunt and gave us the name, it matched. Yeah. Perfectly. perfectly. And to go back and never have seen that grave marker... Until we went back, until that lady told us the name. I mean, come on. What are, what are the freaking the odds of it being 10 feet away? The yeah. EVPs there that night were so good because I got a really good one as well. There was uh, a few people in the cemetery that had committed suicide, you know, years back and stuff. And I was like, it. Um, I was sitting on the bench, you know, that bench back by the, the pine trees. And I got an EVP that says, nobody likes me. Oh, my God. And I tried to assure whatever spirit was that we loved them and, you know, we'd like to see them at peace. Oh, wow. Those are are the... If you hear a little... That's because I just moved the... uh, We only have the one uh, mic. Um, (laughs) We're sharing the mic today. We're all getting close. Um, 
Yeah, that was a that was sure fun. That was real fun. Was you know, um, I'm going to tell you another story real quick. I'm going to back up to Gilroy where we caught the German guy. Like I was telling you before, there was no man in the house. So to get that EVP that first night at 3 o'clock in the morning of a man, this is all women in the house. There were three of us, four of us. Three. There were four women, four women in the house, the three of us and Carla, that gal, Carla. Oh, was she there the yeah, first night? Yeah, she was okay. there the first night. Yeah. And then the second night was when... Another two members showed up. They were a married couple. And the guy, they went upstairs. The two of them went upstairs. We said, they go, what should we do first? I'm like, why don't you guys go up to that room? Because that's where we got some good stuff, right? Or felt some good stuff, I should say, really, more than anything, felt it. So they went up there. And they were separated. The room was long. And they were separated by 10 feet or so. And he started to feel, he goes, it started at his elbows and moved up. and, And just basically whatever it was, got him on the backside of his body and created such an electrical charge that he was like, that was the first time it's ever happened. It, it totally took over his whole back of his body and moved moved from his elbows on up. And then he, he said something to his wife. And as soon as his wife took one step towards him, then it dissipated and it left. But I mean... He was pretty freaked out about it because that was the first real experience he ever had. Yeah, he had not had an experience until he got there. And I think he realized that this shit's real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I got zapped one time on set, uh, spending the night on set. And I've told this story on this uh, podcast before. But, you know, it got me in my back, zapped me so hard I almost fell off the couch I was trying to catch some Z's on. Did it again, halfway, half, half power. Started to do it a third time, and I said, nope, no more. No more. I need to get some rest. Thank you very much. And from that moment on, it really did leave me alone. I just needed to be nice to it and tell it what I needed, and it went away. Maybe it was so shocked that I was talking to it. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, so so the gang is all here. What do you guys want to talk about? I mean, do you want? Do you have any stories, other stories you want to talk about? I think we should talk about what happened last night. That was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, That's was. a great segue, JT. <laughs> it's like you were born for this stuff. Um, okay. So Don, um, brought over some equipment, stuff that I've been coveting like nobody's business for a very long time. Because it's sort of expensive, and it's new. It's on the newer side. Well, if you've seen these shows, these ghost shows, you see something called an SLS, and basically what it is is it's a hack of some other parts. In this case, it was a... Xbox 360. Xbox 360 somebody put together with a, 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 a iPad, and basically what it does is it shows a stick figure of humans. You know, it has to, it has to be able to see you shows a stick figure and then it'll also show stick figures of things that aren't there that are putting off the same energy if you will that's the theory behind it right correct so we got some last night all we got some in the house we got some uh jay got some outside um it was really interesting uh immediately walking around the house we got some in the kitchen small things like Looked like a person, but it was super small, like two feet tall or one like foot on the tall. counter. On the counter, yeah, like a real stick figure of a person. So we go outside. Jay and I are, I are outside. John, I think you went back inside to grab something or something. She comes back out, and Jay's like, "Oh, there's Don." I go, "That's not Don," because <laughs> Don's over there. We can see her coming out of the house. It wasn't Don. 
So the two stick figures are standing next to each other. Dawn is a real person. She's got her <laughs> hand out. I mean, you know, there's a reason why we're seeing her stick figure. Uh, it's an overlay is what it, I guess if I'm not explaining it correctly. It's an overlay of a stick figure. Uh, dig that, digital overlay. Yeah, and that mimics. That mimics my... the movement of the person yeah. that's making the movements. And the other stick figure was much smaller Probably, and we kept getting that same size all probably, night probably long. Probably about three feet, I would yeah. say. Yeah. That's four. That's about oh, four about feet. Four? Yeah, that's about so four I'm, feet. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Five, three. Yeah. <laughs> well, from your body, yeah, you're right. You're going like, but we're sitting on very tall chairs know, right I now. Five, so five, three is pretty tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, the figure is was short. And so we, because Jay and I, and I'm taking video of what Jay is doing and she's taking video uh i mean jay is on the two subjects um don and the subjects next to her the stick figure so we we tell don put out your hand and that stick figure meets don's hand they're touching hands i'm gonna wow. post this on facebook they're touching hands and uh and when don we're saying move it up no move it up. and so eventually don moves her hand away and that thing reaches out for her yeah it doesn't have a hand. It has more like just a stick figure with a little knob on the end, you know. That's all it is. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Did you yeah. feel anything, Darn? I, I think, I was telling Jay this morning that I think I would have felt something, but it was so cold and windy last oh, night yeah. that I couldn't feel the, the temperature. Yeah, yeah, the difference in the yeah. temperature. Yeah, because we did earlier in the evening find another stick figure that kept wanting to go into this one area. And every time we put the, the temperature gauge on it, uh, it's a, it's a um, digital which sends a laser beam, basically a red laser, to figure out the the you know the, the temperature fluctuations. Correct. It fluctuated two degrees. It got cooler when that subject was there. So you know it's it's science. It really is science. Yeah. It's an art. It's a science. The art is knowing where to go, how to speak to them, how to be kind, how to bring them in, your openness in your heart. And then the science is all this stuff we're using that gets lets us see these things, you know, better than we normally would. We didn't get any EVPs last night. We tried. And we used the spirit box last night, too, which we did. We got some words, but not yeah. a lot yeah. like we usually do. And they were pretty quiet, but they were showing up on the SLS camera. Yeah, that's something I've been wanting to use for just ages and ages and ages. You'll see people on TV, those... Um, Ghost setters on TV using these, and uh, next time you see one of those, you'll know that's what we were using when when Don got to basically touch hands, hold hands with a ghost, yeah, <laughs> or something. That was, that was pretty well, wild. Next, next time I come up, if the temperature has started to get more like summer, I'll bring up the thermal camera too, so we can see yeah. the hot and cold. Yeah, the thermal camera will teach us things that you you you'll get both thermal. Sorry, cats making noise. Um, <laughs> you'll get the thermal. And you'll also get um, the stick figure at the same time with different cameras mm. aimed Correct. at the same thing. That's mm -hmm. how you'll get what you we would consider. Yeah, confirmation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, our cat's over there doing funny things. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for the noise, but, you know, he just quit, so we're good. Well, it was really fun having you ladies here. You know, I, I normally do these things all by myself. And it's taken a little bit longer because I normally do all these things by myself. I, I talk myself <laughs> out out of air, all of my air by about 15 minutes and we're 35 into this. But, you know, ghost hunting is, has been a passion of all of ours for a very long time. Don especially a lot longer than us. I've always wanted to do it. I always wanted to do it. I just didn't know how. And then 
when the cottage industry of all of the ghost hunting shows came on TV early, early, early on, I thought, hmm. And one day I asked Jago, would you do this with me? And she goes, yeah. And there, and the rest is history. Basically, we've we've uh, we've done a lot of crazy stuff. We've been a lot of crazy places. Um, Santa, uh, Santa, uh, Fillmore. Was it Fillmore? Uh, or Santa Paula, Santa, Santa Monica, oh, that hotel, that the the one the no. hotel that used to be not in Santa Monica, no, I no. don't think it was Santa Monica. No, Phil- no, what? it was over it's here the by one... Fillmore, uh, Santa Ro- not Santa Rosa, that's up north. Um, it's Santa right Paula. on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Fillmore, it's by Fillmore. Anyway, it's by Fillmore. It's off the one twenty six. Beautiful hotel. Yes, used to be a bordello. Yeah, and it's three stories. It's old 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 we shot pilot there for animal planet uh sissy was with us then the the chihuahua um we ended up with some crazy stuff happening then every everywhere we've ever gone uh we something happens something happens always something happens because when you i think when you bring the proper energy you get you get activity correct right we've even been to people's homes that have had us come in there and when you first walk in it's like uh we know why it's here (laughs) yeah you can feel these things it's like oh my especially the 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 kids bedroom the teenagers yes remember Mm. it was all yeah yeah Yeah. one teenager was sort of a she was into real dark stuff i think she was past goth into the possible though demonic yeah worshiping uh negative energy and stuff like that and boy we could sure feel it in her bedroom that's for sure. Uh, yeah, we've been all around, and we plan to be around some more. Uh, with this um, SLS, just see walking around this for just a little bit, we could see they're here. I mean, Jay and yes, I they knew are. they were here because we've been seeing stuff. We see animals. We see weird apparitions. One day, and I've said this on this podcast, I've said I've seen a real orb. It was about four inches apart across it was orange it flickered red and light and dark and moved off it was the craziest thing but i always said you know that most things are not orbs they're just dust particles and whatnot when you see a real orb you know what a real orb looks like real one this one was all by itself way out you know 50 60 50 feet away from me also i have a tip for everybody out there if you think that you've got an orb Take your picture to like paint or whatever. Take off all the contrast where everything starts turning dark. If that's a true light source, that orb will still be there. Mm-hmm. I learned that from um, Jason and Grant. I sure <laughs> wish, uh, yo, yeah, um, Ghost Hunters on TV. Yeah, um, I, I saw that and it flickered. Like I say, it moved up probably, it moved diagonal from right to, my right to left, way out 50 feet from me in between two rungs of the fence line out here. And it, and Jay was gone. She went into the house to go to the bathroom. I was sitting on the patio. It was dark. The lights on the patio were there, but no lights were that far. The lights don't carry that far. And it just moved up and away and it flickered in intensity changes a little change it was orange it changed a little color to slightly to red and slightly to white it almost was split right in half when it flickered kind of like you'd see a sun flare yeah stuff like that when you're taking pictures it was weird it was so weird but i i 
I consider myself extremely lucky to have seen it because it was... Not a lot of people see something like this that. This was unreal. And then since I looked it up and it said orange is really... Uh, it means um, guardian. Mm. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, something to that effect. And we, we believe we have Very Native cool. American spirit uh, energy around here. So, you know... We're going to do this again, you guys, maybe one oh, day? Oh, yes, definitely. All right. I hey, really enjoyed I, myself. I would like to thank Don, my guest, Don Ferguson, and my other guest, my wife, Jeanette Caldera, for being with me today. Um, we're just chit-chatting and shooting the breeze. And um, hopefully you enjoyed all these um, stories and the fact that I actually had somebody live here to talk to. Actually, that I had anybody at all to talk to instead of you listening just to my crazy, stupid stories. So I'd like to thank you for coming along with me. This is your host, Teresa Parker, and you've been listening to Soup Pod. I love you.